because I don't think of it as work. See, when your business is your lifestyle and your lifestyle is your business, things uh -huh. change. Have you ever met a million dollar earner before? Literally, someone who has made over a million dollars in commissions? Well, you are about to meet one today, Diane Hoffman, who essentially started her career in network marketing, mopping floors in a grocery store, teaches us how she climbed the ladder of success and how you can too. She learned directly from Jim Rohn and many others. She's also a natural born teacher who loves to help people. Enjoy this episode of Your Successful Solutions, where we show you how to make action your greatest habit. I am your host, Ian Tolson. Cheers. And correct me if I'm wrong, you're a seven figure income earner with- I am. Wow, how did it feel like to get to that point of being a seven figure income earner? I don't even know how to describe it. It's you dream of this thing and it seems so far away and then as your consistency it just builds up mm -hmm. but it's not as unreachable as people think it's just mm -hmm. a matter of leverage mm -hmm. um, and and having enough leverage and when you have enough leverage mm -hmm. your capacity to earn becomes significant mm -hmm. so i always focus more on leverage than anything else. i see okay and so when you use the consistency with the leverage and when you have leverage where do you find it's best is it with the companies that you're working with or is it your own personal leverage leverage of others or is it a combination would you say? all of it because mm -hmm. our job is to get information in front of the most number of people mm. as humanly possible so mm -hmm. i was fortunate enough that when the internet became very prevalent mm -hmm. i caught on to that very quickly mm -hmm. and i happened to be in a window of time where people weren't using the technology mm -hmm. heavily yet they weren't using things like autoresponders video okay, but back then hardly anybody was using it hardly anybody still today very few people use autoresponders in the industry which is mind-blowing to me mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. it's finding the right products it's leveraging um companies that have good marketing systems it's mm -hmm. um leveraging your network connections mm -hmm. um etc mm -hmm. mentors you know mm -hmm. learning from other people and their experience instead of trying to figure it out yourself Okay. So interesting. It's leveraging other people for the knowledge that they have and then leveraging the other platforms you have to get the information out there, for example. Mm -hmm. okay. So I'm always looking at how can I learn more faster? Mm. How can I speak to more people faster? Mm -hmm. How can I service more people faster? Which I align with companies that have really good support and good tools and technologies because I'm not very technical. Okay. Uh, so if I want to have a lot of customers, I have to ha align with a company that can manage a lot of that for me. Mm, that makes okay. sense. I think so. It's kind of like going in and like a Weber, for example, mm -hmm. is that, is that an example of one that you could say? Well, that's a tool. In fact, I just, before we this, so I can sit down and for 10 minutes, write a letter and it can go to thousands of people. The mm -hmm. average marketer, home business owner, is following up with one person at a time. Mm. You know, one person, one person, one person, one person. Mm -hmm. And it's very time consuming. Yeah. Uh, you feel the rejection. 
Right. Um, I can send out an email to thousands of people, mm-hmm. and if ten of them say yes, I feel like a huge success, even though <laughs> thousands said no. Wow. Thousands didn't even open. Thousands opened and said no. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling like, yeah, ten people bought today. <laughs> so, so that's it's it's a it's a mental game of how can I get in front of the most people, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's what I've sh- I, I've spent all these years trying to teach people, mm. um, and the technology is pretty basic, mm-hmm. and the um, you know her gig and I teach people in a day how to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a it's just wrapping your mind around it for mm. a lot of people is the challenge. Okay. And what would you say would be, is it everything that we just talked about is the one thing wrapping your mind around? Or would you say it's a specific item that people have a hard time learning? They they have trouble with leverage. Okay. Most of us were, were brought up by employees. Mm-hmm. We have been employees or are employees. Mm-hmm. And when you're an employee, it's a task for a paycheck. Mm. So it's it's linear. It's if you do this on Friday, we'll pay you this. Mm-hmm. In a home business, mm-hmm. it's a task plus leverage equals an exponential paycheck. I see. So meaning, like I just told you, I could write one letter. I could write mm-hmm. an email to you that might mm-hmm. take me ten minutes. It was okay. me writing to you. Mm-hmm. And then I start to build my list and maybe I have 50 people. So now it's 10 minutes to talk to 50 to 500 people. So now mm. it's 10 minutes to talk to 500 people and mm. eventually 5,000 and so on. Mm-hmm. So it's the same with building an audience of people that watch your content. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I make a video for people watch it, or maybe I'm doing a podcast, just starting out and I'm only getting so many people listening yet. Mm-hmm. And then over time, what happens is it picks up an audience when you're consistent mm. and then the people who were new listeners they mm-hmm. go back and they listen to the old episodes and all of a sudden it snowballs and it takes on a life of its own mm-hmm. and the question you asked me about how do you get to that kind of money it's that <laughs> snowball effect how do mm-hmm. you get to an audience you know mm. of so many downloads and so many listeners how do you get to a list of so many people it's consistency plus mm-hmm. leverage because mm. one person can go one person with influence can talk about you mm-hmm. and overnight you can get hundred more hundreds of more subscribers you were wow. going at a time one person talks in history and that was a lot of what i did too is i was able to um, when, when you say leverage someone that sounds kind of crummy but i mean i've sure. been leveraged you know I'm, it's reciprocal it's it's mm-hmm. actually very beautiful but i've had some incredible mentors that have shouted my name and have Wow. You know, put me in front of their audiences and think uh-huh. about you mentioned uh mr <laughs> finale yeah. you know he's given me the honor of speaking in front of his audience mm-hmm. um hundreds of people i've yep. been in front of up to fifteen thousand people at a time wow so what do you think happens to your list <laughs> the next day what do you think happens to your <laughs> the next day? Mm-hmm. that's that's that leverage of that ex- what we call exposure mm. Okay, this is starting. This is the untapped information that I've always been curious about. <laughs> yeah, it's the nuance and the intangibles. Everybody's looking for the thing to do instead mm-hmm. of the thing to think. Mm. How should I be thinking about it? How should I be approaching? I mean, you know, you're a very active guy. You juggle. You twirl things. <laughs> you're always doing like that. So you know, because you've probably seen 
If you mm -hmm. try, the average person thinks they can't juggle, mm -hmm. but juggling is less complicated than driving a car. Yes, I agree. It's with much that. less complicated than driving a car, but everybody thinks they can drive a car. Mm -hmm. well, why? Because they were brought up to believe they can drive a car, and somehow they were brought up to believe juggling is out of their realm and it's hard. I see. Is... And when you watch the average person try to learn how to juggle, mm -hmm. they're not seeing the motion in their head. So they're mm -hmm. trying to flip a ball from one hand to the other, and they're mm -hmm. not seeing the cyclical motion. So therefore, they struggle. I see. And it's a matter of them seeing the the cascade of them being able sense. to do it mm -hmm. yeah if people are familiar with juggling they know that there's a cascade mm. that happens and when they can't visualize the cascade mm -hmm. struggle once they can mm. visualize the cascade mm -hmm. it's just natural it's the same in home business if mm -hmm. you can't visualize the leverage mm. you're gonna struggle where mm. to me it never makes sense to talk to one person at a time Right. We're all taught, talk to one person, prospect the person, follow up with that person, mm -hmm. see if you can present to that person. To me, I was like, well, why don't I just talk to a whole bunch of people and see who's interested? <laughs> mm -hmm. That was my thought process. I like it. And I extrapolated that from old school, traditional network marketing. What did, what did the big guy want to do? He wanted to fill a ballroom full of people to present to. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to go one at a time. He had a lot of people bringing people to put in front of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the same concept when video or 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 autoresponders or different tools, bots, mm -hmm. it allows us to talk to a lot of people and sort them. Mm. So the sorting is the same as the cascade in a way. Mm -hmm. Because that that it's that and I know people can't see describe to somebody juggle knows that there's there's this this neat poetry emotion, this flow that the juggler is is doing, especially if they're able to juggle more than three balls at a time. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with home business. We're juggling thousands of people and everybody's like, how do you remember mm. them all? It becomes natural. Mm. Mm -hmm. It becomes natural. Nice. So I don't know if that makes any sense or it's it, a smart it analogy. No, it is. It is because I feel as though a lot of people, when they go to work, and by linear, you meant to say that it, it's flat. Like you go to work, you work for a paycheck, and it's flat. It doesn't go yep. up or down. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. And then if you do a really good job this week, they're not going to pay you more. Right. If you do a sucky job this week, they're probably not going to pay you less. Is it one thing? I mean, if you work hourly, then you just, if you work more hours, great. But generally mm -hmm. speaking, it's a set thing where mm -hmm. in home business, if you gain leverage, you can make exponentially more mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that makes sense and and it, i like what you said earlier too when you're doing it's kind of like juggling a lot of people aren't familiar with juggling just the same way they aren't familiar with home business because they're not being able to see themselves being able to juggle or do home business so yes. it becomes this almost unconfrontable thing of like well i don't know how to do it and they get just get uncomfortable thinking about it in a way and then somebody like me who's been teaching for, gosh, I've been teaching for at least 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, I can sit here and break it down as simple as possible. But if somebody <laughs> has a blockage, it doesn't matter. Same as mm -hmm. you can sit with somebody and go, well, just do this to juggle. And if they have a blockage, it, you're not going to juggle. Somebody who's an innocent who doesn't have a blockage, who doesn't think that there's an issue, they're just, they're just going to in there and do it. And a lot of times if you work with children, Mm -hmm. See, they, they do it right away. It's the adults that mm -hmm. won't do it. You okay. know, or saying, I, I was trained as a language teacher, Spanish teacher. Mm -hmm. 
kids and talk use another language they pick it up like crazy you talk to an adult and you say i'm going to teach you spanish and they're like i can't speak spanish well actually you can <laughs> right and if you had to you would but yeah. you know yeah. if you if i dropped you in another country and you had no choice you you know you would mm -hmm. but they have a blockage mm. um, so i could break it down as simple as possible but if somebody believes it's not possible for them that's the problem wow. and that's why they always work on the mind mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. incredible i really like that because i remember in one of your masterminds Correct me if I'm wrong, you were initially working in a grocery store mopping the floors, is that right? Well, what happened was I was, um, I worked at a college. Okay, okay. And I left my job when I had my second daughter. Okay. And, you know, I, I didn't I didn't make any money anymore, so we kind of ran ourselves into debt. And um, I had started the home business, and to keep it alive, uh -huh. um, I mopped floors and, and cleaned toilets in a supermarket at night. Just when see. my kids were in bed so that I could keep the business alive. I so I, I did have a professional job, left it, oh. and instead of letting this die and going back to a job and leaving my kids, oh. I decided that I would take a part-time job doing that. I see. I would like mop, mop and sing, and oh. actually I would listen to Jim Rohn tapes and stuff too. I oh. had on, you know, and I'd be mopping. And, uh -huh. I cleaned toilets. I did the whole thing um, in, in the name of keeping it alive because I just needed like hundred bucks or so to keep the family afloat because we were, I had credit card debt that I was paying down as I was building the business. And I see. So it was several years, even though I was making money, it was several years before any of the money belonged to me. Wow. Oh, I see. Okay. And so I'm curious where and how did you, in a sense, get started? It sounds like walked away from a professional career to do network marketing and then you did grocery store at night actually i didn't walk away from the job to do network marketing you i didn't. walked away from the job to be a full-time mom oh got it okay and okay. then i found network marketing okay as a as a full-time mom looking to make some extra money and, and truthfully i didn't even find it that way i found it through product i bought some product hmm. um from a relative and they invited me to a meeting and i thought the meeting was about weight loss you know okay. like weight watching um, and and I it was an opportunity meeting. And then uh, I I went, I could do this. Nice. So, so that that stuff works, man. Guys, I'm here today because of it. You know, people <laughs> think that stuff doesn't work anymore. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Sure it does. Mm -hmm. Sure it does. But so that's what it was. I left my job to be with my kids. Okay. Couldn't afford it anymore. Wow. Had to find an option and okay. accidentally stumbled into the industry. Wow. I wasn't even looking. I didn't even know what network marketing was. I didn't know you could have a business. I just found it. Wow. I love that. 20 years ago. Incredible. And what was one of your first successes or big realizations you had when you were going through network marketing? Um, I had a house party. Um, wow. I invited everybody I knew. Okay. And had everybody come over and my cousins had lost a whole bunch of weight and they stood there and they showed their before picture. Wow. Person. Um, so it was really exciting because it worked just the way they said it should. The only problem nice. is come December, everybody quit. <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> so, so, so I had, you know, it was very exciting. And then all of a sudden everybody was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, they bought support me. They bought okay. just the way it's supposed to work. But yeah. The idea of using your hot market people, you know, like family and friends, mm -hmm. is to help you get started. Um, you know, 
and and it did. It helped me get started. It, it mm -hmm. helped me get some. Back then, we had inventory and stuff, so mm -hmm. it helped me get some inventory. It helped me get started. Mm. Helped me get excited, and then um, I had to learn how to market. <laughs> I see. And did you initially do that online, or did you do it more offline? There was no online, honey. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> well, my apologies. Was, I mean, there was dial-up. <laughs> half an hour for a web page to load and there were no pictures you know it was all offline it was all local flyers wow. and oh. hanging signs on electric poles and trying to talk to people in the in the supermarket you know old school stuff wow i can definitely respect it yeah yeah, yeah. then buying leads we did that for a little while oh, okay um mm -hmm. i was terrible i i i i've always hated the feeling that i was bothering someone Okay. And I know, you know, people have told me a hundred million times, you could be changing their life. Somebody changed my life. Um, and I get all of that. And I understand it. And it still never sat right with me. That's why I started to learn marketing. Uh, um, and, and the internet became more prevalent and uh, built my first system. And I, I just like, I, I think I like duct taped it together, you know, like <laughs> duct tape. still do. I mean, I just planned uh, a webinar for tomorrow night and the page looks terrible. It doesn't matter. It'll it's, 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 it's stupid housewife tricks, I call it. <laughs> I love that. Oh, wow. You know, I'm not real good with all this stuff, um, mm -hmm. but here I am. Yeah. Here I am. And we're all happy that you're here, that's for sure. Hey everyone, real fast, have you ever tried to start a habit but found it too difficult to continue or do? You have the motivation for a couple of days, but then you find yourself stopping for various reasons. I have a solution for you. Check out my free ebook on habits over at iantolson.com where I show you how to make your habits easy and fun to do along with other helpful advice. Stay well, my friends, and find me over at iantolson.com. That's my first name, last name, .com, and I'll be looking forward to helping you out over there. Cheers and enjoy. Do you ever think of stopping or quitting at any point in time? No. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I've, I've gotten very frustrated. I've had okay. hard times. I've had collapses. I've had, wow. I don't mean personal collapses, business okay. collapses. Wow. I've had uh, trials, tribulations, but the idea of going back to the real world does not suit me. So okay. um, I, I don't think I could function in the real world anymore. You know, okay. um, I have my own little world over here. So <laughs> you know, I haven't thought about going back. I've thought about changing what I do okay. inside of marketing, okay. but I haven't thought about you know, suiting up and going back to work at a college or something. Oh, that's fair. No. It's kind of the new comfy in a way. It's nice to be able to work from home and or wherever you want. Well, that and Mm -hmm. Once you, mm -hmm. once you've tasted the freedom, mm. it's very hard. Yeah, like I, I look back on you know working in education, um, and it's it's a very wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. um, but there's you know you got to be there at a certain time, and you leave at a certain time, and you you know you know. Luckily, I worked at a college, not in high school, so it wasn't like you know. I always said in high school you have to pee pee by the bell, you know, mm -hmm. you, because. You had your, your prep period and you had your, you know, in between breaks to go to the bathroom. I'm not an on their schedule kind of person. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm on a my schedule person because sometimes I'm up till three o'clock in the morning writing wow. copy. Uh -huh. um, you know, if I get into it, um, 
sometimes I, I mean, I've gone on cruises. For, I mean, the longest cruise I ever went on was for 22 days. Mm -hmm. um, I literally wrote a course while I was on a cruise ship for 22 days, you know, wow. but it was on my schedule so that mm. I could do it when I saw fit. Um, I don't think I could go back in the box again. No, I can get that. <laughs> I like that. Just amazing. If you were to give advice to someone just starting out in network marketing, what would you tell them? Find someone that has what you want and do what they do hmm. until that you until you can do what they do and then do your own thing. I see. So kind of follow in someone's footsteps in a way a little bit. Mm -hmm. When I started, it was a little manual at the time. You know, nowadays it's all online. I did mm -hmm. what the manual said. Mm. I, I did what the manual said. See, most people look at it and go, well, I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. okay? And when I met um, my mentor first on his tapes, because I bought some tapes from him, mm -hmm. I did what the tape said. I, I mm -hmm. did it. Mm -hmm. And when I met him, he was like, you really did that all by yourself? <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's what you said to do. <laughs> I, and, and, and I am such a free spirit and I like doing it my way. Yeah. But when you want to learn something, you have to do it their way first so that okay. you learn the skill, uh -huh. then you do it your way. And we, we're in a generation now, I sound like the old lady. Ah! Everybody wants <laughs> to be the coach and everybody wants to be branded and everybody wants to be all the stuff that they, these ideas that they were sold. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely not the way I would start if I were starting over today. Mm. I would be the promoter. I would be using other people's tools Mm. and getting it out there and making money. I believe in profit first, mm -hmm. ego later. Right, I can see that. You know, I, mean, uh -huh. I was when I started my business, we had no money. So mm. I had to make money. I didn't have time to go for a photo shoot. I didn't okay. have, you know, money to spend on, <laughs> on, you know, websites and all this other stuff. I just needed to promote and make the exchange wow. and, make the, and make the money in the middle. And, and, and I've spent a whole career doing that. And to this day, whenever I'm like kind of fussy, that's the first thing I go back to mm. is let me go back to promoting, let me go back to my core skills okay. until I get an inspiration to create something of my own. I see. Um, so, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, they just don't want to do that. They, mm. um, and, and in, in traditional network marketing too, you know, they said make a list and mm -hmm. a lot of people like, you know, they mock that thing. There's a reason why there's a list to start with. Mm -hmm. There's a reason and there's a there's a there's a there's a process. You're not mm -hmm. supposed to recruit Aunt Tilly, but Aunt Tilly can buy something from you. And okay. that will get you started. So, you know, convince Uncle Joe that he's gonna be a diamond platinum Starfleet commander, but Uncle <laughs> Joe will buy something or tell a friend about you. And, okay. and that's what the purpose of that is, is to get you going and to get you familiar with the language of the company and understanding the products and uh, how to call customer service, etc. There's okay. a reason for it. Uh -huh. Now, pestering your friends and family every Thanksgiving for 10 years is insane. Okay. Right. Pestering people and, and trying to convince them how good it is. That's nuts. That's not, that's not, <laughs> that's not the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> right. First month, learn learn from people that know you. That yeah, maybe that will be a little bit, but but they're still gonna you know give you a Christmas gift. Okay, and mm -hmm. that's the reason why. So there's so many reasons why. Like when I teach people marketing, um, a lot of people think the first things I teach them to do are dumb and they don't want to do them. And I'm like, okay, don't do them. 
don't do them. But yeah. you see, there's a reason why, because later on, mm -hmm. the skill that you learn at the beginning doing the rudimentary work mm -hmm. will be the skill that you fall back on later oh. that will keep you, keep you ground. What is that thing that one of those first things you teach someone? Learning to promote somebody else's okay. content. Like, for example, um, you've been a part of an organization that I'm the number one person at. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. have a series of campaigns that are there that are done for people. And the first thing I do is I have people promoting those campaigns. Mm. People go, but I want to brand myself and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'm like, look, just go out and post and do this thing that I'm teaching you to do, which yeah. is very simple. It's just a matter of building muscle, like a routine, uh, uh, you know, um, just a, a practice process so that they can generate some leads so they can learn what to do with a lead. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. not good leads at first because the best leads are the ones that go, I like you. I like you. Uh, you know, your lead. That's the best lead, the lead that likes you. Mm -hmm. the, the beginning leads are just leads that want a free ebook or a free course or something. They're not the best leads, but you have to learn how to talk to a lead. Mm. So we, we go through the rudimentary process. I want to get somebody leads and a couple of sales quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all the rest of that stuff comes all that you know like i say i'm an expert copywriter mm -hmm. but everybody you know you can't be an expert copywriter on day one i wasn't you know mm -hmm. you can't even be any <laughs> copywriter on day one use <laughs> something that somebody wrote for you mm. um, so it's that process of learning how to leverage mm -hmm. tools that were created for you and then bridging off of them and learning to write your own headline or do your own image or do your own video mm. and, and piece by piece instead of trying to create it all because that's how you either uh, quit or run yourself broke. Uh -huh. I see. And that's and that's kind of what you were talking about earlier when you were saying you when you get frustrated, you go back to your rudiments, which is promoting other people and then you get your own creativity and you create your own thing. Think about it. A figure skater. What do they do? They go back to their figures, their figure eights. You know, mm. their, their, I forget what they call them, compulsories, right? Mm -hmm. They go back to that that basic thing. When you're warming up, when you're juggling, what do you do? You do the basic formation first yep. before you start doing, you know, over the head and behind the back, next to balls and mm -hmm. flaming clubs or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> right? Think about yeah. it. You, what do you do? You warm up. You warm mm -hmm. up and you do the basics. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's what do baseball players do? They go out and they hit the ball, you know, batting practice. They can't hit a grand slam unless they go out and practice all the time. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to do that work. They just want to make a million dollars. I see. Right. It doesn't work that way. Uh-huh. And that's the difference between setting up the right expectations and having people get frustrated down the road. I just think it's... Mm -hmm. We all know this. How do you learn to ride a bicycle? You skin your knee. How did you learn right. to drive the car? You took driver's ed. And then everybody had to pulled over or something. How did mm -hmm. you, you know, how did you learn to do anything? How did you learn how to cook? You burnt some rice or, you know, whatever you were cooking. You burnt some. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know, the souffle didn't rise, you know. <laughs> you, you, you open the oven and you shouldn't have. That's how you learn. Mm. And learning with guidance and learning through practice. Mm -hmm. And... Um, most people don't want to practice and they don't want guidance. So therefore, I sound like, I said again, I sound like that old curmudgeon, like, ah. um, <laughs> and then you meet someone and they're hungry and you can tell right away. You okay. can tell right away. They're, they're pliable. They're, um, you know, I worked with my mentor for six years and he said, jump, I jumped. 
Okay. And then later on, I told him to jump because I started running things. But, <laughs> you know, um, but in the beginning, whatever he said to do, I did. Okay. And um, and I learned stuff. And, and a lot of times I thought the things he was telling me to do were crazy. Mm. I really did. I, I mean, I remember a couple of things he had me doing. I was like, that's stupid. Like mm -hmm. how to get somebody to give you a free donut. We'd go to Dunkin' Donuts over and over. And my task was to try to get them to give me a free donut. Interesting. And I thought that was the stupidest thing. It was a lesson. And it was also a lesson in um, how to influence somebody without lying to them. Oh, interesting. A lot of okay. people lie uh -huh. to, to gain influence. Or a lot of people manipulate uh -huh. to gain influence. Uh -huh. He was teaching me how to have somebody fall so in love with me that they wanted to give me something. Oh, wow. I like that. And it was a profound lesson. And over and over and over I would be like, I'd try and I, would, I wouldn't I would do it. And he'd walk over and they'd hand him a box of donuts. And huh. he'd be like, here, want a donut? And I'd be like, how do you do that? But see, that's <laughs> the type of thing. That's the skill uh -huh. that allows you to communicate in ways that people want to work with you, that people want to mm. buy from you, that people want to buy from you again, that causes people to be excited to see you when you walk mm. in the door. We'll walk into Dunkin' Donuts and everybody cheers. They're so excited we're there. <laughs> we're there for free donuts you know but yeah. they're so excited we're there because we we cause them to feel a certain way interesting i'm curious about this diane could you that makes great networkers awesome could you go into this a little bit more like could you explain maybe the the theory or the more in more detail about how to get someone to give you free donut like is it is it the attraction marketing thing or what yeah. what, what is it i couldn't possibly cover it and it, <laughs> it's 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 something that has to be done in person certain things okay. can't be passed along but what i would say a great old book um in network marketing is the greatest networker in the world by john milton fogg okay and that book teaches these types, not how to get a free donut, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it teaches the difference between being a salesperson and a great networker. Mm. Um, and it's a, it's a great fundamental book for people to read. I'm pretty sure you can, you, know, you can get it on Amazon. There's even some free copies floating around, I think still. Um, mm -hmm. John, the author, you know, I've been on his show back when he used to do a show and stuff. And yeah. Um, the book is profound because it mm -hmm. busts your image of what we all think we're supposed to be sales people and like mm -hmm. i watch people i call them mlm guys they're like perfectly yeah. normal people uh -huh. on a normal tuesday afternoon and all of a sudden they they, they start doing their marketing and they're like hi how are you it's the most <laughs> opportunity with a product that you've never seen before i'm like who are you and they and they can't can't turn it off like, oh, and i'm like stop right. stop right because they go into this thing mm -hmm. they go into this this mode and um that the book really breaks down that that mode is not what people respond to people like mm -hmm. a show they're mm -hmm. performing you know people like a show people like some razzle dazzle mm -hmm. but people uh, and from a stage or from a platform like a webinar Mm -hmm. Dazzle Dazzle is spectacular. I do it, you know? Yeah. One-on-one, -on -one, it's a whole different animal. Interesting. A whole different. It's about people. It's about the heart. Mm -hmm. Dreams. Mm. I like that. Good. Yeah. Could you say the name of the book one more time, please? Yep. It's The Greatest Networker uh -huh. by John Milton Fogg. F-O-G-G. Nice. F-O-G-G. I love mm -hmm. it.
It's a good one. I bet. And it's an, it's an uh -huh. easy read. It's a, it's like a story. Cool. Nice. So it's, it's a very easy read. It's not, you know, heavy duty. In, a, in one of your courses, you talked about having a level zero marketing plan, a level mm -hmm. one, and a level two. How did you figure this out? Is this like something you learned from someone or is this something you, you uh, developed on your own? Made it up. Nice. See, uh -huh. well, what happens is people, they tend to like, they're working or they're not working. Okay. They're like, I'm marketing, I'm working, I'm prospecting, I'm this, this, and that. And then the kids have soccer practice and I have to cook for Thanksgiving and this is whatever's going on. I have to mm -hmm. work late and they just do nothing. And they okay. go for days and they do nothing. And then they're like, it's Saturday, I'm on fire, you know, I'm working. Okay. <laughs> and then they do nothing. Oh, and wow. so what I said was, um, and I did it for myself and I teach people all the time, you have to change your level of zero mm -hmm. to something higher so that on a day when you don't have the energy, you're tired, you're this, you're that, on that day you still do something. Mm. Because you can't have zero days. Mm -hmm. Zero days ruin your business. Mm. So zero level marketing is changing your zero level. It's mm -hmm. changed, like for me, I can't not meet 10 people a day. I can't mm -hmm. do it. It's just like, I can't not do that. I can't not create some type of content uh -huh. or recycle and reuse some content that I've made before, which is an audio or video or whatever. I can't not post on social. Uh -huh. It's so rare that you post something on social somewhere. If I go like two days without posting on social, you better check and see if I'm dead. <laughs> I can't not. And generally speaking, I can't not write my list or communicate in some way. I see. Um, so there there has to be communication with the marketplace in some capacity because if you go a day with nothing mm -hmm. well out of sight out of mind you know people right. don't remember you people aren't looking for you mm. um you know they're being offered i mean think about the amount of offers that people are seeing on a daily basis mm -hmm. for everything under the sun Right. They have so much money in their wallet to spend. They have, you know, a lot going on. You have to be at the top of their mind. Okay. So that when they're ready to buy, they think of you. And mm. if you just keep disappearing, the chances of you getting any action or traction are very small. So it has okay. to change what they do on the day that they're tired. Mm. The day that the kids are sick. The day, you know, like, these phones, you know, everybody has a smartphone now. Mm -hmm. They've changed our lives because we can work from anywhere now, literally. Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to work from anywhere with a laptop. You're dragging around a laptop. <laughs> now, I was just talking to my friend Lisa. She has a beautiful boat. Uh -huh. And um, I'm, I'm, she invited me to come down there. And they have Wi-Fi on the We were discussing how we could just go out on a boat and work. Yeah. And I was like, that's heaven to me. Having an out on a boat, <laughs> a boat on a huge lake being able to sit and play on my phone or on my laptop and get stuff done uh -huh. how cool is that and i have worked from because i don't think of it as work see when your business is your lifestyle and your lifestyle is your business things uh -huh. change interesting so i'm always promoting uh-huh what do you think where has been one of the cooler places that you think you've worked costa rica cool why did you like it there's an energy there there's something very special there uh the people I'm not a morning person. Okay. And on the last day of our trip, 
I got up at five o'clock for the sunrise because it was so beautiful there. I wanted my last few hours before we had to head to the airport. Wow. It was, I don't know, there's something special there. That's cool. Something special. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. I feel a lot of cool. And because I speak Spanish, I, I tend to like places uh, that are Spanish speaking because it's more fun for me. Yeah. Um, but I've been in Hong Kong. I've been. Wow. Um, <laughs> where else have I been? Um, I've been in a lot of Latin America. Uh -huh. um, haven't been to Australia and all those cool places yet. We'll get there. That's okay. cool. What are some of the ways that someone could warm up their cold market? do what I was just talking about, create a lot of content, post a lot on social, mm. engage on other people's posts. Mm -hmm. I'm always engaging. A lot of people, when they go on social, they go through their feed and they just like do thumbs up or hearts mm -hmm. and they don't really talk. They don't engage, like they don't make comments. Mm. Most importantly, and this is what people miss, they tend to comment to the person who posted the post but they don't comment or converse with the other people. Mm -hmm. so imagine you get invited to a and the only person you talk to at the party is me. Wouldn't that be weird? We're all standing around having, hey, come on in, how are you? <laughs> you this is Mary, this is Sally, this is Johnny. Hey, Diane, it's good to see you. I'm really glad to be here. How are you, Diane? And you ignore all the other people. Yeah. <laughs> weird, right? Right, yeah. But that's what everybody does on social media. Uh... And then, the people who do engage with other people in the thread, yeah, everybody's like, oh, they're amazing. No, they're just being human. Wow. That little tip right there, um, uh -huh. because that's what everybody does. They don't talk to the circle, they talk to the one. I see. And when you can start talking to the other people, that's when you're creating more of an influence and then people are attracted to you from what you said. You're meeting a lot more people. See the leverages and all the connections Mm -hmm. And so if I go to a party, it's good to meet the other people at the party because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who's a mechanic and your car broke down. You never know who, who, who also has a kid in your kid's class in case you need help one afternoon or somebody to watch your kid. You mm -hmm. never know who, you know, whatever. You never know if you don't connect with all the people, mm -hmm. you don't know who's who. You don't, those relationships, your, your content doesn't get any visibility. Mm. So nobody's seeing what you're saying, so you're talking to the wind. I that's see. Why some people write, and they get so much interaction, and they get so much, you know, people are like all over their posts, and other people write, and there's crickets. It's because mm. they're not being shown because they haven't interacted with anybody. They're standing in the corner at a party and going, I wonder why nobody will talk to me. They're <laughs> standing in the corner. Right, right. <laughs> True, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like standing there going, I don't know. Nobody likes what I write. Nobody likes what I say. Nobody knows what you said. Right. You're not mm -hmm. saying anything to anybody else. I and see. that's how it works. Mm. How do you and going back to earlier with what we were talking about, when you were buying leads and essentially cold calling them, how did you like that? Do you feel like you, you never do it again type of thing? Or what's your viewpoint? I hated it. Okay. I used to cry. Wow. I hated prospecting at the mall and stuff too. Yeah. Um, I was told it was the thing to do and I was always somebody who wanted to learn what other people were doing. Okay. But it always just felt spiritually incorrect to me. Mm. Interrupting people while they were eating dinner didn't feel right to me. Or right. Them. Now getting into learning how to get into conversations and prospecting someone, that's a whole different animal. 
But like that awkward thing where you just approach everybody, if I could show you a way, that never sat well with me spiritually right. on a human level. So calling leads to me was the worst. It was a script and you call them up and I was a telemarketer and I didn't want to be a telemarketer. Otherwise I would have gone and become a telemarketer. Right. And that's not what you wanted to do. <laughs> you know, and, and I know it works for some I mean, like my friend Todd Falcone, he teaches bilingual, you know, professionals and stuff. And Todd's amazing. He's one of the most brilliant trainers in the industry. And mm -hmm. I love him. Um, mm -hmm. It's just not for me. Okay. Uh, and for a long time, you know, I think this is an important topic. I felt there was something wrong with me or I was bad. Okay. Because I couldn't do it or I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and what I figured out was that if I got people to come to me, I was perfectly fine. And to this day, like every once in a while, the, the industry is very goth. Well, some people are like, you did this or you did. I'm like, look, I haven't recruited. I, I haven't tried to prospect somebody in like 15 years. <laughs> so anybody that's working with me came to me. I didn't go out and try to get them. Wow. I, I don't try to go get anybody. Once okay. in a blue moon, if somebody's like exceptional and I see like a talent that I know I could help, I'll, I'll talk to them and I'll say, listen, I could help you. Um, but that's extremely rare. Okay. Extremely rare. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell someone they should either come be a student or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll be a little bossy. But generally, <laughs> everybody comes to me. Okay. It's almost as though they're coming because they like you or they, they want to talk with you more in particular versus you trying to track them down and hunt them in a way. Okay. Yeah, it's, well, that's the nature of attraction marketing is we put either ads or content out there for people to check out. And if they're interested, they can come join our email list or reach out to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot more work on the front end for attraction marketing because you have to do a legwork of getting all the stuff out there. Mm -hmm. But on the back end, there's a lot of work because I can send out an email and say, like I just sent out an email saying, I'm, I'm doing a webinar, right? And I'll send out an email and I'll get 100, 200 people to sign up. Wow. So most people are like, to try to get 10 people on a webinar is impossible. And, and then let's say I'm selling something on the webinar out of 200 people, I make 20 sales, right? So what does it take for most people to make 20 sales? And mm. I can do it with a 10 minute letter and an hour long webinar. I see. So the, the front end is more work. Mm -hmm. So with traditional prospecting, mm -hmm. the front end is less work. You just approach people, you just talk to people, you message them or you talk to people and you ask them if they're interested. There's less work on the front end. It's just lighter, you know, you're not making videos, you're not doing all this stuff. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. on the back end, there's still, you have to constantly prospect every day and you have to constantly mm. do all that, that stuff all the time. Um, so attraction marketing on the front end, you're either spending money or doing the work mm -hmm. to get people to, do, but on the back end, it's lighter because you're able to send out emails, et cetera, to get people in their hands. So you're mm. sorting. So is there work on both? Absolutely. And it's really mm -hmm. about your personality and which one is more suited. I'm an introvert, you know, it may not sound like it, but I, I really am. I'm, I'm perfectly happy being on mm -hmm. my own. I mean, I go on these trips alone and I'm perfectly happy being quiet. I like writing, mm -hmm. um, et cetera. I'll do a webinar because I like to teach. I'm a natural teacher. Okay. But as far as approaching people, it's not my thing. I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. Somebody who's more extrover extroverted, they're 
them striking up a conversation with a stranger is no big deal. To me, striking up a conversation with a stranger petrifies me. Okay. Not anymore because my mentor made me do it. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode. I appreciate it because I spend a lot of time editing, recording, producing these all by myself. And it's really a labor of love over a lot of other things. So if you could do me one favor and subscribe to the show, that would be fantastic. You'll be updated with new episodes. And you can also go over to iantolson.com and you'll find all the episodes there as well. You'll get sent that ebook like I talked about. And overall, it would just be fantastic to connect more with you and see where we're at in life and if there's a way that I can help you too. Have a good day, my friend. And please subscribe and check out iantolson.com. Alrighty, cheers. If you think about across the board, you look at the marketers that have stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. None of them were coddled by anybody. Look around. Nobody was begged to stay or begged to to do anything. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about Ray Higdon, it's, he was highly motivated. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think I've known Ray since like 2011. I spoke at his first event. Um, wow. You know, his first event had 50 people. In fact, I was looking at pictures today from it. There were 50 people. Now he has thousands of people. Wow. Now, uh, nobody had to motivate Ray to, to cut a video every day and do that stuff every day. He's much more motivated than me. Wow. He was. Yeah. And, and his results show that. I see. I see. So your motivation, just what you said, it's how motivated you are is the results that will be shown in time. Everybody has different things that go on in their lives at different times that cause them to move more you know Mm. sometimes we get comfortable sometimes we get hungry sometimes we get bored we want to express more different people are motivated by different things some people want a hot rod sports car some people want a house some people want to have enough money in the bank to walk away from the world okay our job is to find out what people want Mm. instead of selling Mm -hmm. them what we want them to want not motivated by money which is interesting because I love a game. I love a puzzle. I love to, you know, a contest. Mm -hmm. I love that stuff, but it's not the money. It's the Mm -hmm. figuring it out that motivates me. I'm not, you know, the money is, it's not my, it's not my thing. Uh It's not my thing. And my business has to do revenue. I think I run a business. So my business has to do revenue. Uh Um, It has to, what business, you know, businesses look around, (laughs) retail shutting down. They're not doing any revenue. All uh-huh. these companies are going out of business because they're not doing any revenue. Their job mm-hmm. is to do revenue every day. And I, I, I'm constantly fascinated by people that don't do any revenue, and, and but they're busy doing all this other stuff. And I'm like, did you sell anything today? Mm. No, but I did a photo shoot today, or you know, I did this. Or every day, the first priority is sales because mm-hmm. that's what's going to keep you walking in a way. Yeah, it keeps you alive. Sales, mm-hmm. and then. Sales and, and leverage, you know, building that list and building that audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, if someone wanted to go from a purely attraction marketing standpoint, how long do you, or short of time, do you think it would take someone to start making an income? If they, if they listened, if they had, if they were motivated to do it. A month. A month. Okay. If even. Okay. Sure. Cool. As if they... <laughs> Is that if they were really new what they were doing type of thing or? I mean, if they're brand new, never done anything, never been in the industry, et cetera, it's going to take longer than that. Okay. I mean, if I took a, a, 
there that had some kind of clue and they really wanted to learn this, they could be doing it. Okay. I could see that. If they can wrap their head around it. Right. And that's, that's, again, it's that if you can't mm -hmm. see the cascade and juggling, you can't juggle. If you can't see the leverage and understand it, a lot of people like one of the biggest things I hear is, so somebody gets five people on their email list and mm -hmm. over three days, they get five people, which I think is amazing. Yeah. They're like, well, there's only five people. I'm not going to write. And I'm like, no, there's five people. <laughs> you don't <laughs> understand. Because <laughs> they don't understand. They don't care about how many people. They don't know whether there's five or 5,000 or 500,000. Okay. They just know that they get to hear from you. And so the, it, it, a lot of that, like I'm doing a live and only four people listen. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's four people that listen. Mm -hmm. And you build it up to 14, 44, you know, and so on. Mm -hmm. So it's that breakthrough of mind process mm. that has to happen mm. that if somebody sees it they're not they're they don't have the doubt and if somebody doesn't see it they they doubt it constantly and i think my greatest gift was when i started two greatest gifts one um i was broke so i didn't have money to try to buy my success i had to work to get it okay and two um hmm. I was an innocent. I didn't question all of it because I didn't know, I didn't, I wasn't supposed to be, you know, most people think I'm never going to make this or it doesn't work or it's a scam or it's a pyramid or all of these things. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any of those thought processes and there mm. was no Google. Mm. You couldn't go look it up. You couldn't go look it up and read all this stuff. I just went, okay, make a list of my friends. Okay, great. Invite them over and have my cousin do the talking. Great. I made, you know, I made sense. Mm -hmm. and had product samples okay here's what you say to them on the first day here's what you say to them on the third day here's what you say to them on the seventh day okay i can do that mm -hmm. you know, i i didn't question it all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's fair i just didn't and mm -hmm. to this day i'm still just having you know you want to come to my webinar great you don't want to come to my webinar great you want to be on my email list great you don't want to be on my email list great you don't want to buy my stuff great you don't want to buy my stuff great you want to come to a class great don't want to come to class because i believe in attraction mm -hmm. and if i'm visible those that are right for me will want to come hang out and those yeah. that aren't right for me will sort themselves and that's fine mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's i like fine. that yeah. What would, um, what would you say would be some easy ways for someone to start building their list? Um, go sign up for an autoresponder. There's a bunch of them. Weber just came out with a new free option. I understand. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. um, they have an app that you put on your phone. Mm -hmm. It's called a Weber Adam, A T O M. Mm -hmm. And just say to somebody, Hey, I'm starting up a great newsletter. I'd love to, uh, put you on it. Can I get your email? Wow, that's brilliant. That's it. And then <laughs> and then the, on the app, on the phone, you can do it on your computer, but on the phone, you just type in their name and their email and hit sign up. Nice. <laughs> so you can hand I mean, if you're with a person, you can hand it to them, but if computer, you just uh -huh. do that. And and to this day, a lot of my leads, that's what it is. It's just I'm talking to them and I'm like, so I prospect for my list. I'm like, hey, okay. well, let me, let me get your email. Let me put you on there so you get updates from me. Okay. And then let me answer that question. Yeah. So I'm always taking their email and getting their permission first. And that's the easiest thing on the face of the earth. And remember, you know, when I started, we didn't have um, like um, capture pages. There was okay. no such So we had to do it manually. Uh -huh. So that's why, to me, doing it manually, because a lot of people go, well, why would you do it that way? That's stupid. 
That's the way we had to do it. We had no choice. There was no other option. Nobody could build, mm. nobody, there was no such thing as a funnelizer or click funnels or this funnel or that funnel. <laughs> there was no such thing. You couldn't, mm. nobody knew HTML. Nobody, WordPress didn't exist. Mm. So you had to take somebody's email and put them on the list. Okay. That's just the way it worked. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a way that you increase your open rates by chance? Is there maybe yeah. a special headline you use or? No. Okay. <laughs> you just send out content. <laughs> I just write something. Mm -hmm. You know, today it was, um, I'm feeling wild. Mm. My subject line. It hasn't gone out yet, but that's subject line. I, I okay. mean, you could write crazy subject lines. You could write, <laughs> you know, I, I see if somebody knows me when they opt in, much more likely to open. If I'm mm. running ads to blind strangers, then I have to get into all of that, you know, curiosity headlines and sexy headlines and promising a million dollar headlines and stuff. Okay. But when people know you, like if the phone rang and it was me and you saw Diane Hockman on the call or ID, yeah. you'd probably answer the phone. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. If you see unknown on the call or ID, you're probably not going to answer the phone. Right. right. So it's the same with the emails. If somebody knows me, me, mm -hmm. and then they join my list and then they see that there's an email from me they're much more likely to open that's all so i don't have to do i don't have to stand on my head mm -hmm. like everybody else does yeah yeah to uh and then just for a, few, a couple more questions what has defined success for you the ability to come and go on my own terms nice yeah that. that's it cool why is jim Rohn so near and dear to you why do you why do you like this man so much um, in case anybody who's listening doesn't know, Jim Rohn is um, a business philosopher. He passed several years ago. Um, he's, I was introduced to him um, at my first network marketing company. And um, as a leader at that company, I got to go to all these different events and hang out with him. The first time I went, I qualified for who he was. Uh, I remember sitting there, I was like, what's the big deal? I thought it was a free meal. You know, I was excited. I was going to free meal. Um, his common sense philosophy um, is so profound. And you guys can access him on YouTube. There's tons out there, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and he's the first person that taught me that profits are better than wages and that mm. I can earn anything I want. Hmm. Um, and he changed my whole, what, what he would call the set of the sale about how I, I think. And if I say that on some pretty bad days in my life, um, it was Jim's words running through my mind, reminding me that there's always going to be a winter. Winter mm. comes every single year. It has to come. But what comes after winter? Spring. And you just mm -hmm. got to get through the rough time mm. to see the new growth, to see the new birth. Mm. Um, and on those darkest days, I could hear him talking to me. Um, mm -hmm. Amazing man, amazing um, ideas. And I highly recommend everybody spend some time with Jim, you know, use the free stuff, buy some of his stuff. Mm -hmm. um, amazing stuff. Yeah. Truly molded me. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. And, and um, just as a final question, what would be one piece of advice that you could give somebody that would really help them at struggling where, when they're struggling at their lowest? Well, Nothing about my lowest, but I gave myself this advice this weekend, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which is the advice that my mentor gave me a long time ago. Mm -hmm. He said, if you would only do what you already know how to do, 
things would change. If you'd only do what you already know how to do, things would change. Stop thinking about all the stuff that you don't know how to do. Stop thinking about all the stuff that you can't buy. Stop thinking about all the reasons why you can't and do what you can mm. right now. Okay. And that's been a cornerstone of my business. Whenever I get overwhelmed or confused or frustrated or, you know, like I've been doing this for 20 years. So like the, something will change overnight and all of a sudden there's these new kids with the, you feel, you start to, you know, think, <laughs> This doesn't work for me or I can't this or ah, this is, you know, everything's <laughs> falling apart. And then you just go back to the fundamentals, Wow. what you know how to do. So in my uh, case, mm -hmm. what am I doing? I'm out promoting system campaigns or the, you know, lead gen campaign. I'm out doing a webinar. I'm out doing what I know how to do because when I'm around people and I generate a lead and they make a sale, I get energized again. Mm. So if some just starting, don't worry about what you don't know how to do. Do what you know how to do. Okay. And if you've been around the block a few times, settle down and go back. What do I know how to do? Mm -hmm. Do I know how to prospect? Do I know how to um, do a Facebook Live? Do I know how to mail postcards? You know, I always used to go back <laughs> in the day. I said, everybody knows how to lick a stamp and you don't even need to lick them anymore. Everybody right. knows how to buy <laughs> the phone. Everybody knows. What do you know how to do? Do mm -hmm. it. And then what happens is boards, the universe sees that you're taking action. It puts people, places, and things in front of you that can tell your world. Mm. So that's my profound advice. I love it. Good I really stuff. like that too. It's it's nice and simple and to the point. And it makes it very, it makes someone capable of doing what they already can do and just going and doing more of that. And like I said, things show up. You'd be stunned if you take 30 days and actually go to work and do what you know how to do mm -hmm. um things people places things will show up and all of a sudden you know you'll get a knock on your door a phone call or this or that or you'll hear something you'll go, ah, there you go mm. and and something will open up but you have to do your best you have to go to work mm -hmm. um you can't you can invest in your education you always should invest in your skills invest in your tools but you can't buy it a lot of people go they get frustrated and they keep buying stuff trying to fix something mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. can't you have to put in the work okay you have to put in the work there is no way around it mm. and i remind myself that you know you, you, when you get residual income it, it's easy to get lazy it's easy to you know stand on a soapbox and think you know all that and, mm -hmm. that. and then you know the world tilts again and things change and you have to go back and you have to do what you know how to do very powerful <laughs> so hopefully that was some good stuff for you and your audience. So glad to have been here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so thrilled that you're here. Where's a good place that they could get onto your list or find you? Uh, DianeHoffman.com. It's H-O-C-H-M-A-N. Uh -huh. And the, all my social is just whatever it is slash Diane Hoffman. So Instagram slash Diane Hoffman, Facebook slash Diane Hoffman. You can find me just put my name in you'll find me everywhere um definitely say hi tell me you you know tell me that you met me through ian's show um you know if you need something let me know i'm around you can always find me wonderful diane thank you so much for your time today this is very much appreciated i've always had a ton of respect for you so thank you so much for your time today <laughs> my pleasure awesome